Sylvester Roper, the man responsible for it all, by Neck Hair Customs. Hey everybody, and welcome to the first episode of my podcast, and thanks for tuning in. My name is Luke Adair. I have a YouTube channel called Neck Hair Custom. I don't know everything, I'm just an enthusiast with the Googling problem. So you know that feeling when you hear a bike go by, that impulse to stop whatever you're doing and go look? Now imagine if you were alive in 1867 and saw a bicycle go rolling by your storefront in Boston, Massachusetts, puffing steam. The same feeling we get today, and Sylvester Howard Roper is the man responsible for the sickness. Sylvester Howard Roper was born to a cabinet maker and his wife in 1823. He had two brothers and two sisters. His older brother was a painter. His younger brother ended up being a machinist. Couldn't really find anything on his two sisters, but it seems like they lived a pretty normal life. But Sylvester started to distinguish himself as a mechanical genius at the age of 12 when he made a stationary steam engine, having never seen one before. At 14, he built a locomotive steam engine. Also, he'd never seen one before. Who builds a steam engine when they're 12? If a 12-year-old did that now, we'd be impressed. But this is in 1835. Steam engines had only really started to be utilized in the 1800s. This kid figured out not only how to build one, but how to make a locomotive steam engine. I mean, honestly, if I could get my kid to do the dishes, I'd be impressed. In the 1860s, he built his own steam-powered carriage, which he could be seen putting around Boston in. This steam carriage now sits in the Henry Ford Museum. His Valesio ped earned him a spot in the Motorcycle Hall of Fame in 2002. So he's kind of a big deal. His first design for the Blessiopod reminds me sort of a Ducati, with the steam engine hanging below the backbone of the frame, with nothing, nothing really supporting it from below. The stack came up directly behind the rider, who was sitting on the water reservoir. Not gonna lie, seems like a design flaw, but what do I know? There was a hand pump that transferred water from the water tank to the boiler, which sat over the firebox. And everybody today is impressed with jockey shifts. So am I, but not as impressed as I am by this. Imagine rolling down the road and knowing if you dropped your bike, you get covered in boiling water and fire. It had a two-cylinder engine on a rigid iron frame. The only suspension was a spring holding the steam engine in place. The handlebars of Roper's Velesiopod were also used as throttle. Push forward, the throttle opens. Pull back, the throttle closes. And applies the brakes. You know, I don't know. I like the way we do it now, but... I just feel like you'd be pushing forward to speed up. Your body's getting pulled back. And then, when you pulled back to hit the brakes, you'd start to go forward. <laughs> but, I don't know, maybe it wasn't going that fast. 
We couldn't really find an approximate speed. He had spoon brakes on it. So spoon brakes are the ones from when we were kids that just clamp on the rim. Again, I like disc brakes. I've been sort of stressing because the bike I'm building is going to be a drum brake on the back, but this whole other level. So yeah, Sylvester Howard Roper was an old school biker. The next version he built looked more like a bicycle than the previous one, but had a lot of power for back in the day. With its single cylinder steam engine, reportedly putting out a whopping three to eight horsepower and a top speed of 40 miles per hour. The steam engine was mounted on the, a Pope bicycle frame and the wet weight of the whole contraption was 150 pounds. That's including a tank of water and coal. The plan was to use it as a pace vehicle for the bicycle races at the time. Sylvester held a lot of patents. He was a busy guy. He invented the padlock, shotgun chokes. He designed a revolving shotgun mechanism. He also designed magazine guns. And probably most of the reason he did all of that with the guns was because he was working for the Springfield Armory during the Civil War. He also created a mechanical knitting machine. So, he was the cause of everyone's obsession with bikes. Well, not everyone's, but I love bikes. I'll stop what I'm doing and go look. My wife, on the other hand, doesn't care. top of everything, the knitting machine. So guns, knitting machines, fire escape. He, he's responsible for a lot of free time and a lot of fake lives. Looking over Sylvester's list of patents, I'm in awe of this man's stamina. From all the research I've done, there was never indi any indication that he ever intended on marketing the Valesio pod. The Valesio pad, sorry. Seems to have only been built and worked on by him, for him. Till later years when he's going to put it in the. Use it as pace vehicle, but that couldn't be that big a market, I don't think. But, you know. So Sylvester Howard Roper was the man that created a machine that inspired millions of people to create wrench and improve our own machines. He was a man of passion and progress. And he died on June 1st in 1896 riding his Wesleyoped at the age of 73 doing 40 miles per hour. They say 
he had a heart attack, but they can't say when he had a heart attack. They don't know if he crashed, then had his heart attack, or if he had a heart attack and then crashed. We don't know why he died. We just know for sure. He was in a motorcycle crash and died. His 1894 design of the Pod was auctioned in 2012 and sold for $425,000. Sylvester Howard Roper is the reason I'm building my own bike. In my shed, with no heat in the middle of the winter. And he's the reason we still feel the childlike wonder when we hear that rumble. Or see a bike leaned on a kickstand outside a coffee shop or at a gas station doesn't matter what the bike looks like, it inspires a sense of adventure and removes the feeling of the unknown being a scary thing and replaces it with a yearning to see what might be over the next hill or around the next bend. Maybe that feeling is born in us, but I think the, the motorcycle awakens it from years of warnings of her parents, telling us to be careful not wander off. Stay safe. Now there are others that it has been argued as having the first motorcycle and we will talk about them in future episodes. Including Michou could be saying that wrong and Peru probably saying that wrong. Company claiming to have made theirs the same year most believe that Sylvester Roper is the originator. Which makes me kind of happy because it's a way better story if the guy that originally made it is the same type of guy that's doing it today. As as opposed to some company out to make a profit. Another upcoming episode will be on Delmer and Maybach. The guys that started Mercedes were also the first ones to build a motorcycle with an internal combustion engine. But anyway guys, I think that's it for this episode. I'm going to try to get more info on everything I'm talking about. I'm just learning how to do all this. But I am going to be trying to upload an episode every week, most likely Fridays. So make sure you subscribe to this. I'll have a link to my Patreon where I will be updating on my builds for my YouTube channel and looking for ideas for episodes for this podcast. You can take a look at my YouTube channel, Neckhair Customs, Custom, where I'm building a 1975 CB360 into a custom rigid chopper. Check that out if you get a chance. You can add me on Twitter and Instagram. Just search Neckhair Custom on social media and I'll be there. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, guys. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to me talk. I'd like to hear from you. See you next week. Mm-hmm.